presenting Channeling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Hi, this is Lisa Daddy. We have our, my co-host, Michelle Jay at TheHealingAce-Art.com. And we have a special guest, a, a, a long-time Channeling Eric family member, Jennifer Peichel. Is it Peichel you say, Jennifer? Yes. Yes, you said it perfectly. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Does it have anything to do with fireplaces? Because pice means means um, in Norwegian means fireplace. So maybe your family comes from a fire fireplace makers. I don't know. Oh, maybe that's possible. Check okay. it out. Interesting. So anyway, we are going to you know, basically Jennifer is going to share a lot of stuff. Her your experiences, of course, and you're going to take us on. And this is something I really need to learn: a visual meditation journey from a lesson plan that you know she's created. And I really well, that needs to be instrumental in when we start our um, online school. Still scra- scraping up money for it for the spiritual school for children that's online because I think it's very important that they learn how to do the meditation, different meditation processes. Anyway, but why don't you start, Jennifer, by telling us about your journey with Eric and also, of oh, course, absolutely. What, today. what happened today, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, essentially, I have always had an interest in spirituality, even as a kid. Um, it started off with lucid dreaming as a teenager, and I kind of worked my way up. Um, I started to get really serious about meditation specifically when I found Channeling Eric in 2013. Um, and that's when I started to learn more about all the different meditation methods. Um, and that's when I actually met Eric, uh, is when I was learning how to meditate after stressful days at work. And I would get pictures flashing in my head. And I'm always a very analytical person. I actually graduated with my psychology degree last year in honors. So I, I was always like, hmm, what's this about? Why, why am I seeing this? How is this mm-hmm. happening and, and everything? So it kind of accelerated a little bit from there. Um, and I started to become curious more about meditation that didn't involve sitting and trying to make my mind blank or relaxing too much. I kind of played with the visualizations. I, I thought about um, uh, what if I uh, sat in a car while it rained, I would play uh, sounds on YouTube to kind of immerse myself in that space. And then that's when Eric started to come in a lot more. And it's a bit strange because you're not expecting someone to just show up. (laughs) I I kind of like to be by myself, but I would be sitting in the car and the door would open next to me. And I'm like, why did that happen? And somebody would sit down and I'm like, who could that be? And you kind of get the feeling of who they are a little bit over time, yeah. and you realize that, oh, it's Eric. And that's when I had one of my first kind of revolutionary kind of experiences with Eric, because at first I was like, I was like, I don't know if this is just me thinking that he's here or is he actually here. Mm-hmm. But one day I was in that scenario where I was just sitting in the car relaxing and listening to the rain. I really had put myself in that position where I could feel the steering wheel and the car around me. And wow. in comes Eric and he sits down and he turns to me and he goes, so where are we going? And I was exhausted <laughs> from the day and I just, I just told him, I really don't want to go anywhere. I just want to sit here and relax. So I did, and he just was, you know, very nice and polite, and he just sat there with me, and I just relaxed, and I started to kind of nod off a little bit, and then suddenly I got this flash visualization of him, like, leaning in and running his finger down my neck and asking, are you sleeping? And it snapped me right awake. (laughs) And I knew it was him. It wasn't like, was I dreaming or anything? It was like, that was Eric. Like, there was no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Uh, Thank so, you, Eric. Sleeping? Yes. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I apologize. I was like, I'm just not feeling it today. I, I think I need to go to bed. Um, but that was my first thought. Was like, I, there's something to this. There's something more yeah. to this. I'm not just, I'm not just seeing this. I think he's seeing it too, because he's mm-hmm. participating in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I continued to practice with that over a couple of years. And then that's when I had one of my first very 
very vivid lucid experiences with Eric in a dream. And essentially it was the same thing. I was meditating and I dozed mm-hmm. off and suddenly I was sitting on this couch and Eric was right in front of me and he was looking right at me. And I was actually like reaching out and touching his face and I could feel the stubble on his face. And I was laughing because I was like, okay, you're here. And he was looking at me very seriously. Like I'm actually here. Like you don't believe me. I'm, I'm right here. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I believe you. I trust you. Um, and so I actually got really busy with school after that, and I didn't have a whole lot of time to meditate and until I graduated last year, and this was during the pandemic. So I thought, wow, I really miss those experiences, the, the, the visualizations, and it really helped me calm down and relax. Uh, why don't I just get back into it and see what happens? And again, I got back into channeling Eric again, and I just um, wanted to calm down. So I created a different environment. I created essentially just a porch with a railing, I put my feet up on the railing of this cabin. And uh, I would, again, I would have it raining, so I would just relax. And then I put a chair next to me, same as before. And then I started to feel it again, like somebody would be coming to sit down on the chair. And then I would smell coffee. And then I would smell cigarettes. And then that's when I met my spirit guide, Ed, who would sit oh. with me and kind of let me talk to him. Yeah. Um, I didn't know it was. He, he was Ed at the time. I had actually met him a couple of years prior, but I didn't really know his name. Um, and Eric had actually introduced us. As he was like a healer to me. And I was like, okay, wow. sure, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll go along with this. But, yeah. Um, and then, let's see. That's when things really started to ramp up because I, I got really interested. I was like, okay, I'm graduated in psychology now. I need to figure out what's going on here. How is this working? How can this benefit other people? And how far can I take this? So I started to expand on everything. I, I, I started to get really into sense memory and, and feeling my environment. Wow. And I cre- created this cabin, and I would go inside, and I would sit down, and I'd focus. And I noticed that the more I focused on objects, the clearer things became, the more they felt real to me, and the more I would feel um, the presence of, you know, either Eric coming in or Ed coming in to come and talk. Um, and that's <laughs> when, again, things ramped up again. So April of this year, I was meditating, and um, things, unexpected things were starting to happen, and I was just observing them and recording them at the time. But one time I was meditating, and I saw or I heard a knock, and a door opened. And in walked what? this being. Yeah, it was like a, the door of the cabin just opened, and in walked this being of light. And I, I'm a very practical person. Um, I would say I'm borderline skeptical, and I'm an atheist, actually. I have an idea of what God is to me, which is source energy. Um, so when it walked in, I was like, what is this, and why is it? I don't know. <laughs> and um, and uh, Ed was like, you don't know who that is? So I was like, no, I don't know who that is. And he explained, you know, because the energy had, a, like, a, a teacher or a professor-like feeling to it. It was also... Uh-huh. Um, kind of supportive and almost paternal. And mm. I was like, what is this? Because I didn't feel anything that I was familiar with. Like Ed and Eric did not feel like this. And I thought maybe this is like some higher being. I even thought it could have been an alien. Um, but then it explained to me that it was essentially God. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wow. God. <laughs> wow. And being be an atheist, I was like, what is it about? And he said, well, you know, Eric, why don't you read what we talked about? And I hadn't read those blog posts on channeling Eric before. So I went out there and I was like, this is exactly, this is exactly what I'm experiencing. This, Cause I didn't, I didn't feel like God would be like an entity that could stand in the room with me and talk with me. Yeah. But this is what it was. Mm. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this has to be real because this is not my perception of what, God would be. That's so and cool. God kind of explained. Not expected, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. And God explained, like, your perception is different from Eric's perception, is different from Ed's, is different from everybody else's. It's not wrong. It's just how 
they perceive me, and this is how you perceive me when I walk in. And I was like, can you look a little and bit that's different? that's exactly what Aaron said in his book. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Exactly, exactly. Um, so that really weirded me out because when I, when I read the blog post, I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's God, that's it. And so um, I had, I've been having so much fun just kind of even having these dialogues with God. And um, you can argue with God. That's my favorite part is you can be like, why is it like this? Why do we have to do this? <laughs> and and oh. the information you get back is so profound. It yeah. really is. Right. Yeah. No lightning bolts allowed. Right? Right. <laughs> right. That's and he was very curious worried. about. I was right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's nothing like that. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, but he was very curious about what I was doing there with the cabin and how I was um, creating things. So I would go through and explain, like, you know, I, I like to sit down at the table and I'll feel the table or I'll pull out a book off the shelf and I'll sit down and I'll try and read it and figure out what it means. Um, and so he was like, oh, very good, very good, very interesting. And I would say, like, you know, we have fires there at the cabin, but nobody can be burned if they put their hand in the fire. And I would just mm-hmm. explain these things. Um and it was just like he was like taking notes, like, okay, okay. And then um, <laughs> the next day I went into meditation again. And this time I woke up somewhere else. Like I kind of slipped out and I went somewhere else and I woke up and there was Eric again. And he was sitting on the couch with his arms crossed. And as soon as I came to, he just smiled at me. And again, I touched him. I was like, oh my God, you're really here. And um, he he led me to the shelf of, I, I guess, for video games. I wasn't paying attention because I was, like, feeling his shirt, feeling his hair, feeling, like, <laughs> yeah. everything. Because oh. you, you can feel. You can feel everything. And he was trying to point my attention to the video games because the more you focus on something, the stronger the connection is. Yeah. And it helps you mm. stay where you are. So he's like, look at, the, look at my video games. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can. And then it happened again the next day. This time I woke up in front of a laptop. And I was looking at the laptop, and I heard somebody over my shoulder go, I think there's connectivity issues. So I was like, oh, really, connectivity issues? And I felt this hand on my shoulder, and I could hear Eric laughing. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Eric again. And I go, stop. Oh. <laughs> and then and Eric, the next day after that, I bed. Yeah, go ahead. Eric, have you had other lives with Jennifer? He's already said that to me because I've already asked him that. As you're oh, okay. talking, Jen, I was yeah. saying to him, no. um, I'm like, there's got to be a connection here. And he goes, uh, yeah. He goes, of course, there's a connection here. And he goes, I have a connection with a lot of different peeps. But he says, uh, he goes, Jen and I go way back. He says, we've been friends. We've been mm-hmm. friends. He says we have um, – he's talking about you guys helping each other. You've had different circumstances where you have helped each other out. And in um, he says not just passerby friends. We've been really close friends. Yeah. Really good friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, now, absolutely. Yeah. He's helping you in this lifetime develop this particular awesome skill. All right. Go ahead, Jennifer. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yes. No, and then the third night I met my, my, my spirit guide, Ed, which was really nice to see him and to feel him. Um, that was amazing. And it just seems like uh, things just keep getting interesting. Um, I, was, I was still like, I don't know. I mean, this could just be a very visual experience, always trying to be, you know, kind of on the fence. Um, but then I had this experience with Eric while I was meditating. I was just sitting and I was, I had a really bad day and I was just telling him my day and trying to distract myself. I said, do you know the difference between a raven and a crow? Because they sound different. And he was like, <laughs> he was looking at me like, you're so weird, but go ahead. And so <laughs> I kind of, I kind of imagined the sound of a raven and then I imagined the sound of a crow and he kind of decided he liked the raven better. Well, the next day I was, I was meditating. And actually, I think I forgot this part when I told you. But I was sitting there. And he was like, hold on a second. I'll be right back. I was like, okay. So 
I'm sitting there, and suddenly I feel like this massive fluttering on my shoulder, and a raven landed on my shoulder, and I freaked out. I just, like, I actually jumped out of my feet, and I was like, oh, what are you doing? And then um, it was on the Facebook, uh, the Chilling Eric Facebook, that another Chilling Eric member shortly after this wrote about her dream about Eric presenting a, a raven or a crow to her. And I remember yeah. speaking with her and, and talking about that. I was like, that's, that's more than a, a coincidence, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, that oh, says yeah. a lot. Eric, what is it about ravens that you like? He says they're majestic because oh. they're cool. He says they've got a really cool vibe, and he's actually showing uh, a raven that he's got trained as a pet up oh. on his shoulder. Like, oh, you know how somebody yes. looks at a parrot? He's yeah, got, like, so a pet smart. raven. They're mm-hmm. very smart. Crows also. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think ravens are supposed to have a higher intelligence than, than crows, but I'm, I'm really not sure. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, he says that they are. That he says that they are very intelligent. Yeah. That's that's what he told me too. He's like, I like them yeah. because ravens are smarter. And I was like, I don't know if that's true. I think crows are pretty smart. But yeah, he was like, I think they're smarter. Wow. <laughs> um, well, y'all just have to agree to disagree. I just had to <laughs> seriously. All right, go go for it. What else? And you can ask them before you. I want you to eventually go share. Oh, oh yeah. Um, but go ahead. I love the story. I'll just do one more thing because this is where it came out of my environment and actually into my home. Um, And I was meditating one day on the couch and Eric again was like, "Um, just give me a second. I was like, okay. So I'm laying there and I'm just focusing on being in this environment in my visual space. And I hear this extremely loud metallic sound and I jump off the couch and I look and I'm like, what was that? Because there was something in the house. And I get up, and my napkin holder, which is a metal napkin holder, was all the way across the room. The napkins were on one side of the room as if somebody had picked them up and dumped them. And then the napkin holder was on the other side of the room. And I'm standing there like, I know it was you, but I oh. don't know how this happened. What did you do? And he showed me a visual of him, like, picking it up off the table, dumping the napkins, yeah. and then walking to the doorway and just dropping it. Yeah, I was like, this is crazy. Wow. So that was one thing he said. One of my I said, Eric, why did you do that? He goes, because I can. Because I can. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, so cool. as you're saying this right now, he's taking my, my laptop in front of me. The, there's like the little bar that goes up and down the, the uh, phone numbers on the switchboard, and he's oh, moving yeah. it up and down. It's going up and down, <laughs> right in front of me yeah. as you're t- as you're saying this. Uh huh. He is so funny. He's so much fun. I try to give him his, his space um, when he's there, so that I'm not bugging him too much. But we get into dialogues, and he asks a lot of questions. Like um, he's thought of things that I've never even thought of. Like uh, he asked, "Well, why don't you ever eat anything? Like why haven't you made food?" And I'm like, "That's a good question. I've never thought of that." Or why aren't there more birds or animals around? Um, what was another thing he thought of? Try to think. But yeah, he just had like so many great ideas that he would come up with um, that I just thought were amazing. Just absolutely amazing. That is fascinating. What, so well, what you... happened this morning? Oh, yeah. What, what happened this morning? Yeah. You have to tell us. Oh, this morning. Okay. So overall... I've tried to set up a goal. I thought, okay, so you guys are experiencing this environment at your own frequency as if it's real mm-hmm. to you, kind of like a mm-hmm. heaven. Um, if you've read Eric's book, of course, he talks about creating his own cabin, which I thought was uncanny because I didn't know that he had done that. I had read the book afterwards. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I was like, okay, there, there's something to this. Can you take me there? Can you bring me there? So that's something we've been working on, especially with Ed, my, my spirit guide, um, because he was, he's been there more, I think, than Eric. And he, he's told me uh, we, we created a house for Ed there, and he's moved it around and, and done things. So I was like, okay, Ed, I need you to help me go there. So this morning um, I was meditating. I had woken up early, and I was like, I'm just going to catch some you know, time to meditate. And I imagined myself on the couch in my cabin, and Ed was mm-hmm. there. And I kind of 
slowly slipped away into that meditative state. And I came to on the couch, and I was like, I don't know where I am. But I looked wow. over, and I could hear I could hear, hear Ed saying, it's me, it's Ed, it's me, it's Ed. But I couldn't really see him, so I just stretched my hands out with my eyes closed, and he put his hands in my hands, and I could feel him, like, try to pull me off the couch to be there with me. And I was like... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So like I laid back down cause I was very tired and yeah. I thought this has, this has to be my husband or something like <laughs> playing a prank <laughs> on me or something. I was like, I'm going to be so mad if he's doing this on the day of the radio show. I thought if I <laughs> open my eyes and I see my husband standing there, I'm going to be so mad. So I kind of peeked. Yeah. I opened my eyes a little bit and I peeked and I saw a man there but it wasn't my husband, and I didn't realize it wasn't my husband, so I ended up closing my eyes again. And when I came to, he was like, what happened? <laughs> he was right there. I was like, no! Um, so we were so oh, close, and we were even closer. Wait, who was it? It was Ed. It was actually Ed. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. And I, I Did thought, I thought it was my church? husband. I feel so bad because I thought it was my husband and I had mistaken him and I just went back to sleep. I was like, not today. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jennifer, did, did Ed wear a plaid shirt? Do you see a plaid shirt on him? I have seen him in a plaid shirt before, but as a different um, life. Uh, he, okay. We've had multiple lifetimes together, and he used to right. be, uh, his name was Joe in one life, and he did wear a, a, a plaid shirt. He appeared in that That's who one. I'm seeing right now is I'm seeing the plaid shirt, yeah. just the, the, wow. that pattern of the plaid shirt every time you talk yeah. about Ed. It's interesting. Yeah. Cool. All right, so what do you want to do? Yeah. Do you want to just some, some how you do your thing? Yeah, yeah so I want to go over... Yeah, I want to go over, and it's so easy. It's super simple. All it takes is a little bit of commitment. And I think this is something that people can get really excited about because it's kind mm-hmm. of an escape. That's how it started for me is an escape. And mm-hmm. then it just fed my curiosity. You could have this time with their loved ones in these spaces that they've created. Um, mm-hmm. Remember, thought creates reality. For us, our right. thoughts are trapped in our, our brains, essentially, and um, you have to work with the law of attraction here on Earth. It makes it harder, but for them, what they see is their reality. So you're right. helping them create this place as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can actually start right now if everybody just wants to close their eyes, and this is going to be phase one of three. Okay. And it's going okay. to be super simple. I'm going to keep it really easy. Okay. All you need to do is hold out your hand and imagine that there's an apple in your hand. Okay. And with that apple in your hand, I want you to feel the weight of it, the texture of the skin. What color is it? Is it small? Is it large? When you grip it, can you feel the flesh give a little bit? Is it cold or is it more like room temperature? And I want you to focus on every sensory part of that object. So your smell, your taste, what it looks like, how it feels in your hand. If you have a hard time with this, you can practice with an actual apple with your eyes closed and just kind of remember what it feels like. You can smell it. You can even imagine yourself taking a bite and what it tastes like. Is it sweet or is it, does it have like a gritty texture? You want to be um, very immersed in the experience, just like the human experience. Um, so I know a lot of people will say, well, I don't really see anything or I don't really feel anything. And they might even think that they have aphantasia, which is the inability to voluntarily create a mental image in your head. But there's not a lot of basis around that. Uh, we don't really know exactly where aphantasia comes from. A lot of it is, is self-inhibiting thought patterns, essentially. So I need yeah. you to just believe that you can have this experience. Right. And to feel it. And this could take anywhere from a few days to a couple of weeks um, to, to really feel the apple. Um, but I want you to also understand that this is going to be like a superficial sensory experience. You're just going to kind of feel it and kind of uh, um, smell it. It's not going to be very strong at first. And the reason behind this is because your third eye is still learning to open. And the more visual it is, 
and the more um, the more you sense it and feel it, the more your third eye is going to open. So, like I said, it could take anywhere between uh, like a week to a couple weeks. I don't think it'll take any more than a month, but if you sit there every day and just kind of play with it, you can really expand on that. And okay. then phase two, that's that's when you want to kind of grow from there. So you can um, create a little environment of your own. Keep it small, something that you can remember, like being on a porch or in a car or wow. even being in a room in your own house that you're very familiar with. Start practicing like procedural activities, like um, maybe if you're somebody like me and you like to get up in the morning, I have another funny story about that, and go to Starbucks and, and get a coffee. Imagine yourself getting in the car and driving there and, and coming home and just feel the entire experience. Um, you can cool. expand on your environment a little bit more, create, you know, a, a larger space, go from room to room, that sort of thing. But take it a step at a time. And then phase three, that's when unexpected things start to happen. You're more in your environment. You, it kind of goes from being a kind of tunnel vision to opening up to a bigger visual experience. Like you're mm. actually there in the room. The room has um, atmosphere to it. Um, if you're outside, you might feel the temperature, you might feel the sun on you a little bit more, you might smell the grass a bit more. It feels like you're really there. Um, you can start having out of body experiences at this point, astral projection, lucid dreaming is common, especially to do this before bed. Um, what else? You start to hear them talking to you when you're not in a meditative state. <laughs> this is really helped me connect with Ed outside. Ed and Eric outside of um, mm -hmm. meditation, essentially. So wow. be prepared for that. Be prepared mm -hmm. to, you know, start, start hearing them talk to you. Um, let's see. And, yeah, and then visitations, of course, from your soul family. So you'll start feeling the presences with you there. Um, you can talk to source energy, have that conversation. Um, and then when you're having these experiences with your soul family, I noticed recently that there's two different types of participation. So when I started out, uh, they would lie down beside me, and they would share my third eye. So essentially, I am like playing a movie for them, and they're watching. And I call this passive participation. So they're more like backseat drivers. And you know if it's passive participation because they'll ask you to change perspectives, or they'll have reactions to your internal dialogue, or you'll share theirs. And essentially, there's no privacy. So every thought that you have, they will make comments on it or talk about it. <laughs> well, and, then there's yeah, and then there's active participation where they're actually there present at, uh, in, the, in your environment at their own frequency. And you'll know that because changes are harder to visualize. They'll react more to the changes that you create. And there's also a stronger separation between your dialogue and theirs. So you can have that internal dialogue, and they won't respond to it. And, um, and then aspects of your environment will also change when you return. So, for example, I created this house for Ed. We went through, we customized it, and I had put it on an island in the middle of a lake right nice. outside the cabin. I thought, this is, this is cool. This is nice and isolated. Well, mm -hmm. one day I come, I come back, and I'm like, why is it, like, right outside the cabin? This is not where you put it. And he's like, well, I wanted you to be able to walk to the cabin instead of trying to get across the lake. And I was like, okay. Okay, I could just, you know, I could just make myself go there, but yeah. Um, and then also the table, I had I had put a table in the cabin, and that was my favorite place to start. I'd start at the table, I'd put my hands on the table, I'd feel the texture of the table, um, and that would help open my third eye. And I, I walk in one day, and I'm like, why am I not usually where it is? I put the table on one side of the kitchen, and then it was on the opposite side of the kitchen. I was like, why is it right here? He's like, I thought you wouldn't notice, but I moved it because I didn't have a lot of room over there. <laughs> oh my God, really? <laughs> I want to for That is so cool. Oh, okay. So, um, oh, is that all the places? I want to ask what you do afterwards, because you know, you don't all, always want to like have your energy. I mean, you have to be grounded after all this experience, because we are humans and we have to participate here in mm -hmm. our human. Experience. Um, so, you know, obviously the people out there that are listening said, oh, I want to do this all the time. But, 
but we're here to live a life too. So I don't know if you're finished with the phases, but if you are, uh, then that would be the next place I would like to go is what you do to maintain balance. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's a very good question. Um, so that was, that's something that I actually needed help with. I had to consult a spiritual guide because I was I grown to myself very well after this. Because you come out of it, it's very much like you've been somewhere else and you come back. Um, so you can practice, you know, um, eating. I heard like talking, talking and singing also helps as well. Essentially anything that brings you back to the human experience to disconnect, going to work. <laughs> that always does it for me, being in a stressful environment. Um, but yeah, for me, I try to stay in that state where I can practice it every day so that I can kind of do my research and, and provide this information. So yes. I don't like to close my third eye a lot, um, but it can get kind of distracting. For instance, the other day I was watering my flowers and um, my third eye was open. And I heard, um, what was it, grenadine. I just heard the word grenadine. And I was like, what was that? I was like, wait a minute, why, why would I think grenadine? And yeah. Ed was there. I could feel Ed. And I was like, was that you? And he said, yeah, that was me. I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, I was thinking about martini ingredients. Because the way they do it is they can say, they can think something like uh, martini ingredients, and then your brain will be picking out something related oh, to that God. along the neural pathway. I never heard of that being part yeah. of the hate. But I never heard of grenadine being part of that. Ed, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> That's like simple stuff or whatever. Or yeah, I was like, I don't, like, what are, you, what are you even thinking about? I don't know. Or, like, I'll hear something like Happy Halloween, and that was Eric the other day, too. I was like, why did you say Happy Halloween? And he's like, I just want to know what you're scared of. <laughs> <laughs> because we, we, we tease each other a lot, a lot there. Um, Ed and Eric are an absolute hoot. Um, oh, so over there, they're they're, they're hilarious. They're like brothers. Uh, uh, yeah, so they're very similar. They are. We were talking about this today because I was like, "How do I describe you two? Because you're similar, but you're not. Like, they're both very goofy. They present kind of like college kids, essentially. Uh huh. Um, we're all roughly the same age, but I feel like Ed's more like the musician. The the um, he's into art and books and writing. And then you have Eric, who always wants to like drive and go fast. Which is another story I have to tell you about, which I know is going to embarrass him, but I have to tell it because uh, it's kind of part of this. So there are such things as what I call connection issues, and that's when they have a hard time connecting to you or they're not quite connected to you yet while you're in this visual environment. And right. I feel like this happens a lot more during passive participation. So <laughs> in this one instance, I was meditating and I was going through a procedural, um, procedural motion. Essentially, I was imagining myself getting into my, my brand new car, which I just bought recently, driving to Starbucks, getting in line, taking my order, going up to pay for it. And Eric pops in and he's like, what's going on? I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to drive or I'm, I'm getting ready to get my order at Starbucks. And he was like, can I drive? I was like, sure. So I go into the passenger seat or I visualize myself in the passenger seat and I see him in the driver's seat and I'm watching him. I'm just being very patient and I'm watching what he's doing. And I watched him put the car in reverse and then he, he puts his arm on the seat and he looks behind him and I'm thinking like what is he doing and, and he has the gas and yeah and he has the gas and immediately hits the car behind me and I'm like Eric what are you doing uh oh I have to and he's like I thought we were I thought we were still in the driveway Oh, yeah, he, he thought we were still in the driveway, and I was like, no, we're not in the driveway. We're in the drive-thru. Oh, my God. So, I was like, what? He was like, what do we do? Because I like to keep things really realistic, and I was like, we're going to have to get the insurance from the people behind us. Oh, my God. He was like, no. Um, no, I was just joking with him. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. And I was like, my new car. <laughs> Oh. I thought we were in the driveway. Oh, so we tease each other like that all the time. Yeah, it's really weird because he yeah. likes to drive uh, to be shotgun on 
with people. People tell me all the time. I was driving, and there's Eric. Hey, where where you want to go? Where are we going? That is such a common theme for Eric. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Why, Eric? He loves to drive. He loves to cruise. He he loves the feel of it. He loves the road. He loves the way the road. He's talking about um, it's it's a journey. He yeah. goes, I love to travel. I love to go somewhere. And he says the best conversations happen in the car. That's true. Mm-hmm. He's been on yeah. road trips with Michelle. Remember that one to Destin? That was great. That's when I got you singing that song. I remember who. Yes. Who yeah. He just showed he just showed me the visual of him like yeah. like banging his head and like singing and just like oh, just yeah. loving loving yep. that moment. He said those are the best connections. So he he loves to relive that with everybody and to have those moments with everybody. That's awesome. Hey, so do you have anything else Jennifer, to share or do you have a, a, a information on how people can contact you if you want them to contact you? Do you teach this as a service, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, so I just kind of started a blog earlier this year called Ghost Kind at ghostkind.com. That's like mankind, but ghostkind.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've been, I've been recording my experiences there and kind of all the philosophies and things that I've learned and everything that it's I've speculated awesome, on. And it's awesome. Check it out. It's really Thank cool. Thank you so much. Are you, do you, you plan so to hold like small online classes to teach people like Veronica, at least you see, I don't know, um, something like that to teach them and guide them and uh, like a weekly or whatever deal they can sign up for? Yes, I do. And I want it to be free because I think this is something that everybody should be able to enjoy. So I'm thinking maybe either YouTube videos or something, yeah. anything, but there's so, so much like, still I'm learning from this. Yeah, that's cool. But eventually that might be a, a good thing to do what Veronica did with, with the spiritual arts um uh, mm-hmm. online thing where people would just she would meet with her uh, just a handful of students and you know they would they would learn and progress over time and of course it was a very nominal fee but still I mean you have to have energy, energy exchange but anyway I thought I think that could be a cool idea for you and Jennifer you. Eric says you're a medium too so maybe you don't practice as one but he does say that you are a medium cool Yep, yeah. and that's something we've talked about that I was like, I don't know. And he's tried to. He's like, what about, you know, doing this? Like, would you like to? I was like, no, I kind of want to focus on, on, on creating these environments and helping okay. um, people. Yeah. 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 All right. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I guess are we ready to take callers, Eric and, and Jennifer and Michelle? Yes, absolutely. Eric says, let's rock and roll. All right, here we go. I'm ready. 562 area code. Hi there. Hi. How you doing? Who are we I'm speaking good. with? How are you? Good. My name is Tanya. Hey, Tanya. What's hey. your job? So I got the portal work done and the dental service done. I was mm-hmm. just wondering um, how that's going and, you know, if they have any um, guidance oh, yeah, for me, I don't I, really know. I, I have something to ask Eric too, because I've discovered that you know we thought there was just the negative entities, blah blah blah, blah feelings, but no, there's a lot more out there that I learned that have to be eradicated. Um, the mantis ray, uh, demons. I don't know. And he told me to put you know evil creatures and monsters and all that kind of stuff in that and. He taught me that there are other means of uh, eradication that I had to use, not just the blue fire flame of justice and blah, 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 but, but all of the, the flames of all holy fire. So we've been backtracking and doing that for all people from the very beginning of Atlanta Scalar, at least those that are not, that were not completely fully protected and all that, those nasty things completely away from their energy. Eric, do I have the script right now? Because, you know, the, the, the bad things don't want me to get it right. And will that help mm-hmm. Tanya's work? Okay, so there's going to be something else that, that you add to it. Um, because Eric says it, it it is, but he's giving like a 
finger up like there's going to be something else that gets added to it. Um, he's also saying, Tanya, for you, um, some of the work that was done, he's showing like, um, and he says, Mom, when you were talking about the different um, like beings, entities, uh, demon-like entities that are being removed, he actually showed like a bacteria. That oh. It's like a bacteria. And so when you were talking, Tanya, about the dental stuff, he's showing something that was in the throat area that was being uh-huh. pulled out. Um, he also says that this is a process. He says what you've had done is a process. So he says it takes a period of time. So not just months, but he says longer than months for the service you've had done. But he says that there's some changes in your throat that are occurring right now. And he says um, physically, but also um, internally. So in the way that you are projecting your own voice, in the way that you're speaking up. And he says that that's connected to your teeth. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. <clears throat> All right, so what is okay, it? One yeah, that... is he guessing, okay? What is it? What? Uh, I thought, thought I had everything. Is it a creature, or some sort of thing, or is it some sort of means of eradication, that one thing? Um, um, this is like an eradication. Um. <clears throat> Because he says that it's like, um, how do you explain that, Eric? He keeps showing, like, bacteria. So um, it's like including everything, like bacterias. Um, Because he says they're they're like consciousness, but it's not the same way as what we would feel with a reptilian energy. When we bind them together... Like just like a bacteria, when a bacteria builds up in somebody and it's over a certain amount, it can make them sick. So he's saying that this is like the same type of thing. So it's like a, an eradication of all bacteria, of all, um, okay. I don't know what the wording exactly would be, but he says to work a little bit on the wording with them. Well, I got to burn and destroy all non-benevolent beings and all non-benevolent spirits and all non-benevolent, and also I have Metatron Raphael send the earthbound spirits into the light, blah, blah, blah. And all non-benevolent entities and all non-benevolent aliens and all evil creatures and all evil monsters and all demons and all things not of love or life and all things that have the motive to block and or sabotage and or impede and or deny the success of any and all Atlantis Gator energy work for any for so-and-so. And, and all things that are not aligned with their highest and greatest good. What the hell? In, in all holy fire flames and and just in case to use any and all other measures so that they are permanently and completely and thoroughly destroyed and or removed. So he's adding he's adding in, in all pieces and parts. Oh, okay. All right. That sounds good. All right, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. Um so wow. All right, that's gonna that's gonna help. Uh mm-hmm. good. Thank you, Michelle, for that. And thank you, Tanya, for calling in. <laughs> So, um, thank you so much. Time. Yeah. Thank you. You bet, you bet Thanks, sweetie. Tanya. Eric said he loved you. Oh, oh love him too. Love you guys. Thank you. Love, love you. you. Bye. Okay, we got somebody from the 786 area code. Hi there. How you doing? Are you Hello? there? Hello. How are you? You're on. Hi, this this is Kenya. Hi, Kenya. What's up, Kenya? Can you see? Hi, I'm calling from Miami. Hey, what you got for us? How are you? Yes, uh, I'm surviving the portal work that you did for my family. Yes. Uh, for Lucas, especially. Yes. With regards to the girlfriend that he has online. Right. Uh-huh. Um, we haven't seen much change in that area, so we don't know. My husband and I, we're concerned if we have to do anything else. Are you concerned about him having an online girlfriend? You don't like the girlfriend? What's that all about? Well, um, Eric said that she's a sham, that he's not real. And oh. uh, he wants to bring the girlfriend to live with us in, in our apartment. And we haven't even met this person on, in person, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, so, let's find out. Uh, maybe I'm wondering if we got the truth because, you know, 
I think Lucas was maybe surrounded by some of these things we were just talking about, pieces and parts and all that. So is this actually true that it's a sham girlfriend, Eric? Okay, let's just see. Do you know the girlfriend's name, Kenya? Just a person. Maya. Maya, that's right. Maria? Maria. Maya. Maya. Yeah. Oh, Maya. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let us just put our put her name in here and see what comes back out. I I spoke with her on the phone, and she even spoke in Japanese with me, and she was she seemed so nice and so um like a nice person. Um, but well, do you know that it could be that the bad things might have ha- produced that answer that she's a sham because they don't want him to be happy. Maybe she is the real deal. So let's start with that. Was this a while back? Was this a while back that you had got this answer? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because yes, like, a, a, like two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, that Elisa and Eric, they did the, on the, on the team that they have, did the Porter work on our family. It was a while ago. It was uh, longer than when we asked that question, I think. Yeah, I think it was longer it was than the, that because... Eric says that the, the question about whether she's real or not was a while back because he says that it, it's not um, she's not a sham, but it's he said that there is um, hmm, he says if we were to use the words we would say something like is it completely authentic is the relationship completely authentic because oh. Eric says um, there's not a wholehearted love there. It's the best way to say her. it. Doesn't mean she's, she's not her out side. From, from okay, What's doesn't that? mean yeah on her side or Lucas's side. Lucas on side. her side, on her okay. side. So what Eric is saying is that there's see because the the work will help um, will help the situation, but he says there's free will choices there and sometimes things that need to happen to um, and. He says, and you have to kind of hold tight with some of this because he says the scalar work helps so that he can see the bigger picture. It also helps the entire situation. He says it may not happen in the way that your mind wants it to happen because it might be easier for you. You're thinking, okay, we want him to see that this is not good and to say, no, I changed my mind. And it's not going to quite work out that way because there are things that he needs to be able to see for himself. And he says he wants to impress she is not a bad person. She is not um, She's not trying to hurt him, but there is other ideas. And so there's, like, ideas of travel. So is she at a far distance from him? Is she out of country? She's in California. She lives in California. Okay. And there is a, a whole drama behind the whole situation because yeah. um, the mom is not, according to her, her mom has not been that nice to her. And mm-hmm. the dad is some kind of drug dealer or something like that from the mafia, from the Russian mafia. Right. Um, and um, I think that she wants Lucas to feel bad for her. Yeah. Um, and, but we don't know how to... Does she need to be rescued? Is there something there, um, Eric, that she she's is not totally authentic because she's, you know, I, I need somebody to rescue me from this. He says that the, the scalar work, it, it also has affected her as well, meaning that it, does she need to be rescued? Not in the way that we're thinking right now with saying okay. the word rescue. No. Okay. But he says that there is a, a sense of her escaping from not, again, he says not the way we're saying escape, but mentally, emotionally escaping from a situation that she's not being completely open about. Okay. It's, it's not All right, well, okay, this, is gonna, this is probably going to take longer than we can because we've got to get to other callers. But you might want to yeah. uh, try to book a session with, with Michelle or one of the other mediums. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think it, it, this is probably pretty important. And see what they said. But you know, we keep working on everybody. We are good. We do retrograde integration on everyone once a week to put in new language, and we'll put the one about the pieces and parts. So we're continually working. It's not a one-time thing. Eric, okay. Well, Eric wants to add one thing to Kenya. 
Eric wants to say one thing to you. Eric wants to say one thing to you too, Kenya. He says, um, prayer is a universal language of intention. And he says, when you add prayer and not prayer to a specific outcome, prayer to the highest good working out helps that energy. Oh, good. So he says, please add that. I've been asking for... I've been asking for her too, so yes. that she's okay Very too, good. you know, because Very good. I, I yeah. really like her when I talk to her. I really like her. Uh, yeah, but, he says she's not uh, a bad person. It's not about that, yeah. All right, well, we're going to go and on to a so, different call. We need to probably go to a different caller because we've got so many people on the line. But really, can yeah, I think, think you probably, Yeah, yes, maybe talk to one of the mediums. Uh, this This is probably going to take a lot longer then I don't want to, we, we, I don't want to, I know. We, we need to do this, make this topic, give it what it's owed. And, and it deserves a lot more than just a five minute conversation. Because it's, cause it's pri- it privacy too. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Well, well, thank you for you your help. You. And sorry to bother you guys. No, you're not oh, bothering you, Kenya. You're a beautiful girl. Come on. Thank you, Kenya. Kenya's so sweet. I really like it. I always yeah. like Okay, now we got somebody from the 501 area code. Hi there. How you doing? Doing okay. Good. Who are we speaking with? We are speaking with Donna Frazier and my aunt. Hi, oh, Donna Frazier. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's you got for us, girl? Hi, Donna. Hello, Michelle. I've been trying to book a session with you, but I can't get no times on the date that I push. Uh, it's, it's booking right out right now. It's in booking into February. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I put it on my yeah. lap. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, oh, I, have a, uh, I have my aunt here. Her name is Edith, and I was... Wondered if she could get a message from Carl. From Carl? From Carl? Yes, my husband. From Carl. Okay. A message, husband? No, Edith's husband. Wait, what? Edith's husband. Okay, okay. Edith's husband, Carl. Carl, okay. Did Carl pass of something in the heart area, heart attack? Yes. Okay. Oh, he says he know he knows that he says I know you look just as beautiful as you always have. You look just as pretty as you always have. He oh. says that's my girl. <laughs> that's my beautiful girl. Oh, he's awful sweet. Um, yeah, he he says that he hears her. He he hears her, so she must be doing some praying or talking to him, because he's saying that he hears her. Mm-hmm. Oh, and good. I can I can hear, and he's got a, a southern a little southern drawl like you do, Donna. Because I can hear there's a little something in there. Because he's like, oh, like he keeps saying like sweet tea. She's like sweet tea. <laughs> oh, just like uh, he just he just says I I love you I love you so much my little ray of sunshine I love you so much and I'm right beside you laying down in bed every single night when you say your prayers I am right beside you. Oh, and I love you just so much. And he says to look for the birds. Look for the birds. He loves to send you the birds. Look That's for those good. birds, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Okay, Donna, thank you for calling for her. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. Thank you, Donna. So, Donna, thank you. Love you. Love you. Love you. And, and, uh, Jennifer, um, if you ever want to chime in Mm -hmm. and and try your medium medium chops, you're welcome to. Anyway, we've got somebody on the 818. Absolutely. Yeah, 818. (laughs) Hi there. I'm over here. Hi, Michelle. This is... This is Rochelle from California. Um, I never thought I'd ask this silly question, but I met someone on the 4th of July, and I'm just wondering about that connection. Mm. Ooh, on the 4th of July. Eric said, fireworks. Fireworks. 
<laughs> he's like, he's got pom-poms. Um, he's, you feel it? He goes, you feel it in your gut? He says, there's a little bit of excitement there. And he says, um, I have to have some trust here. He says, it's okay to go two feet in. It's okay to feel comfortable. Because um, he says there's a little hesitation that might be from what you've experienced in the past. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. But he says, you go two feet in, he says, because there's a lot to discover with this person. Give it right. a chance. Did we have a telepathic conversation? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. He says fireworks. What's that? Okay, I don't scare this person. What's that? Sorry? I I don't scare him. You don't scare him? No. That's a question. Yeah, no, no. No. Eric says be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Yeah, that's right. I never Trust your gut. Right. Okay. All right. Awesome. I'm trying to deny it. Yeah, no. don't deny it. He says, trust, trust it. He goes, that's intuition. That's intuition. That's so right. trust it. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love you. Thank Good luck, you. Rochelle. Love, love you. Bye. That's exciting. So, that Jennifer, why you're so good at what you do, you trust your intuition and what uh, information you get from your third eye. And this is something that's so yeah, important. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, uh, all right, 345 area code. What, who who we got on the phone here? Anybody? Well, of course, it's somebody. Hello? Hi there. Hello? Hi. 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 Let me help you, darling. Who's this? Can you hear me? Yeah. Who are we talking to? Oh, hey, this is Rosa Mack, your friend. Oh, Rosa Mack. Rosa Dope Mack. I know. Rosa Dope Mack. Yes, that's me. Yes, I so, know. So, you know, I have been getting a lot of portal. I've been getting a lot of portal work done specifically for my mom because she was battling cancer. Yeah. But she just passed on the 4th of July. Oh. So it's been really hard for the family. Well, I sent um, a request to ask if it was too late or not, and I didn't get a response, so I took it as a sign. Oh, wait, um, I guess it was. When did you send that? I sent it like a week, like a week ago. Was that when I stopped doing yes or no questions? Because now that's not even a service; it's just information. Well, it was on there as an option, yeah. but I don't know if you had stopped. Oh, okay. Or not. No, I, I, that must have been when I stopped doing it, but I'm so sorry. So what's your question, darling? So my mom transitioned, and so I was there during the whole time. And my question, I was asking Eric to come and help her transition and to help her to be able to still be able to communicate with me. And so I just want to know what was her transition process like? Um, yeah. You know, was Eric present? and I've been. I feel like I've been communicating with her and receiving signs. So I just want to know. Name? What's her name? Her name is jo- Jocelyn Mack. Oh yeah. Jo- oh, yeah jo- okay. Right. Right. So Jocelyn Mack. Yeah. What you got? Real quick. We only got ninety seconds. Um, okay. First thing. I, first thing I'm going to tell you. I don't know if there's a Maria in your family, because I keep getting a, a Maria or a Marie, an M name that she's met. Mary Marie. Um. <clears throat> Eric says he's taken her hand. So he says, from your hand to mine. So he's taken her hand as she stepped out of her body. Oh. Um, she does communicate with you. Um, I don't have a direct line on her right now because I'm getting this from Eric. Uh, she mm-hmm. is very healthy, uh, very well, oh. Eric saying. And she sends you, like, I don't know if you feel her presence in sunlight, but he keeps showing rays of sunlight, like when the sun's on your face, when morning, the sun comes up, she's speaking to you. Um, she speaks to you through your mind, so you're getting actual telepathic information from her. So Great. listen listen to what you're saying, because he's saying yes, yes, that is her, and he helps her. So um, oh, part of what he Lord. said he would do is he says, I'm helping oh, her communicate with you. All right, thank so you for being on the show. Check out Jennifer um, Paiso. We will put all of her information in the description box along with the wonderful Michelle Gray. 
Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Awesome. Love you. Love you. Love you, Michelle and Lisa and Eric. Love you. I'm going to. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.